Hi there, and welcome to Story Notes. I'm David Maguire. Now, every now and again, you get an audio producer that does something different and is a little bit special. They do something to really stand out from the crowd. And in this, our third episode of Story Notes, we showcase someone who does just that. My name's Steve Urquhart. I am a radio producer and a sound artist. I'm based in Glasgow. I make radio documentaries and features from all sorts of different places. Can you just give us a bit of context about how you came about doing this piece and Mm. what was the driving force behind producing something like this? Yep, certainly. How did this come about? I was at a jazz festival in the south of England a couple of years ago. And while I was there, I met a couple of musicians who were actually, they were attending, they were taking part in some things. They weren't really performing at the festival, but anyway, their names were Heidi and Mauricio, and they were known as Bitch and Monk. That's their um, collective name. Uh, But in real life, they're a couple as well. Um, Heidi is originally from England, and um, Mauricio is from Colombia, but they're based in Berlin. And we got to know each other and we hit it off and talked about making things and creating things. And they and I said, wouldn't it be great to collaborate on something sometime? Um, this is a very sort of short version of this, but um, but yeah, that's kind of essentially what we decided to do. Their music is the at the the real heart of what they do is um it's kind of hard to define their music but improvisation is very much at the heart of it and particularly when they're on stage you know they don't really they have a set list but they don't really quite know where it's going to go and it's the same with the way in which they compose as well so hopefully that has either whetted your appetite or made you want to run for the hills um, so, Steve, all that remains is for you to introduce the piece, please. Yeah, uh, it, it kind of doesn't really have a proper name yet, but so at the moment its sort of working title is Witch and Monk, an Improvised Autobiography. And if you can think of a better title, then uh, please let us know. What else would you like to know? Is it good? screaming 
It's not in the right channel, it's somewhere else. No, no but you already have created the, 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 the... So if you show it, look, I just need to show you something. Kil Yam Siev Kil Yam Siev Kil Yam Siev Who's Yam Siev and why do you want to kill him? No <laughs> <laughs> You like you like this one Face my Lich Face my Lich Ah I did it the wrong way around it's lick my face <laughs> Face my Lich Oh, God. <laughs> Who am I? Uh, wouldn't we all want to know that? <laughs> I can tell you where we are. It's easier. A leather cosmonautin, which is kind of suitably named if you want to make it slightly there space age thing, music. Actually, like yeah. when, you, when you drive right and then left again and you go over this little hill, and sometimes if the sun's in the right position, you do feel like, oh, we might just take off. You never I know. Am might take off. Otherwise, known as Heidi Heidelberg, and that, that over there is the physical presence of the otherwise known as Mauricio Velasquez, flute wizard. And it's noisy, and sometimes it isn't noisy, and sometimes it's very. Collectively, we go by formerly known as Bitch and Monk, currently known as Witch and Monk. Three by two, something like that. Yeah, I'd say four by two. Yeah, it's about nine meters square, something yeah. like that. Anyway, anyway, so what do you have? We have a corner which is you're not allowed to cook here or anything, but you, we do have a uh, kettle and a toaster and many nice teas and things that get made 
sandwiches. And we bring our lunch every day. We have a little lunch place. La otra cosa que iba a decir que era leadership or whatever, la, like telepathy, la, and that's the funny thing I find about de la telepatía. About groups. Lo que quería decir de acerca de los grupos. This is really weird. Es muy raro eso. <laughs> the, of course, in classical music, like claro, in, in orchestras, you have the idea of a, of a leader, you know, a conductor that leads the whole group. Un I suppose you didn't in the chamber. It'll happen the same if you then you do your music. It won't sound very good, but a lot of people give up because they don't sound like what is out there. On what and they don't think they can create something new. And people then gravitate to make money out of music. I towards think so many doing what sounds good because otherwise they feel like they're doing it wrong. So I would encourage people, and that's what we're trying do to do, have, really them, have done in our personalities, how, how we develop our music, is by exploring but, yeah, things that we don't or, know. Often I don't think you can really time that be a musician and not be thinking about this stuff right now anyway. That's the way our attention works. Jump, jump, 
You know, I think I think if it wasn't because me and Heidi are so into the music in such similar ways, I don't think couples can exist when they're when they're already kind of married to music, uh, the art that they really love. It's only because we spend so much time together and do actually love each other that that actually can happen without ignoring each other, and and we don't take second place because we're all make, both making the music, so we are first place and the music is even higher for the both of us and it's often what makes the decisions like what do we do now let the music decide and that always it always does it becomes hard when sometimes like there's sometimes when you have you have lots of work and lots of gigs and stuff there's other times when you don't and it's like okay the decisions become a lot more cut uh, cut people people whose soul I really love and then I hear this conflict of somewhere in the creative process someone's voice whether that is the artist themselves or the producer or the record label saying ah but you know you've got to make it so and I get that like I know I mean it's like we all need to eat (laughs) So yeah, we're gonna eat um, vegan Colombian breakfast. Yeah, eggs, isn't it? Coffee, yeah, but you know, you know what the thing about Colombian coffee? Why it's so good? This is what you, that a lot of people probably do know, but a lot don't. Is that basically uh, it's all. Um, uh, seen off by a shaman. Every single grain is 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 signed off by a shaman. Like that a that then therefore that's why it's so soft because it mellows out the coffee. The kind of uh, animal ritual energy mellows out the coffee. Bloody hell. 
how we've got this sort of slightly Mauritanian vibe going on at the beginning. It could be via cl- via claps. Let's try this then. Yeah. Do you have that? Oh yeah, it doesn't matter actually. What? When I was wondering if you have the pedals on at the other Yeah. I need less reverb or something. In the morning silence, her mind dissolves. A raven rising travels across the Such close lives are basically. I even know the status of his farts. like kind of a mix of because if I turn it off that's my guitar sound when I turn it on I've got both so I love it and it basically yeah it goes through my effects and then I go into a pog and then I have when we're playing live hello hello guten tag guten morgen guten abend wir weiß nicht wissen nicht wir reden scheiß deutsch und spielen für euch <laughs> is a total inspiration to me I mean I think it's I met him at the point in my life where I was um, in a lot of self-doubt and he was one of the few people there were a, a couple of people at the time but yeah that that made me that recognized I guess my true self and I I've allowed he's allowed me to be me and um and I think we've done that for each other that 
um, I always saw, it was funny when I first met him and it was at this weird little festival, a beautiful utopian festival called Tribe of Doris. And um, I saw him playing and he was actually playing in an unusually traditional setting for himself, which was accompanying his friend Camilo playing some, I think they were playing a salsa tune. And then Mauricio was let loose to do a solo and I just heard him playing. And I had this sensation that I've only ever had when I really was like, oh shit, that's, that's a deep thing there like a physical sensation of joy. And I remember just looking around this room, this tent of people, and they were all kind of smiling as if it was just like a normal little flute solo. And I remember genuinely thinking, what the hell is wrong with you? This is really unusually amazing. You should be, you should be gawping. And I was really confused. And then anyway, I kind of ran into him at some point in a field and then and then there was this strange thing that he was kind of trying to sort of sell me a CD. And I remember there being this weird dissonance between this person that I saw as a, a genius there playing. And then this person who would, was sort of acting like they were just a normal guy, a normal independent musician trying to sell me a CD. And I thought, that isn't right. And I think he saw the same thing in me. And I guess our whole relationship has been through recognizing each other's core self and bringing it out in each other and giving each other the courage to actually express a really um, all the diverse things that make up our personality and not not have to be a stereotype of ourselves you know I mean the music he was making before I met him was really beautiful his album Rodar is really 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 beautiful but anyone that actually knows Mauricio knows he's also completely bonkers and the music didn't really express that side of him. And I think I think um, it's really a beautiful thing to see. Like I was, we were listening to one of the mixes earlier, yesterday actually, and I was hearing this, this sound that Peter Junger, our mixing engineer, has managed to really capture so well in the mix. This sound that Mauricio has when he like voices his Mama Kenna flute, which is this really beautiful bamboo flute he has. And then he's got distortion on it. And it just sounds like this weird animal. Like if something's barking in the jungle, it's just completely weird and doesn't sound like anything else. And it also completely sounds like him. And I was just like, shit, Mauro, look what you've done in in the time when, it's, when it seems like every sound has been made. <laughs> and you've made a sound that doesn't exist. And I, I think that sums him up, is to actually... in. Uh, despite everything be a complete original. In working together to improve. So that happens also in the music. And I think it happens in, in, in society in general. That's what can happen, that you should share everything because in the end you're stronger. You're not weaker, you are stronger. Because in the time where you both all need to work together for a thing, then, uh, then suddenly you have all these skills and you don't have to do it for everybody, right? Because you all, you, you all share these skills. So, but we do push each other a lot. And like, uh, if there's something that we can't do, we used to do it with, uh, we can do that. We used to do it a lot with uh, a real kind of, a more kind of traditional sense of telling each other off. And we've evolved to being able to do it 
So yeah, that we've evolved into being able to do it. We've evolved into being able to do it with a lot more uh, of a positive, more compassionate approach that's not based on that kind of more uh, authoritarian idea, which is... So yeah, and I think it's important to push each other, like, towards... So sometimes it's... It's funny that they don't smell, isn't it? Okay, right, let's do this. in the process is I think it's a real uh, a miracle for me it's a real a real miracle that we can share that with other people and it really isn't me or Heidi individually it's just the two of us there's no piece that is done one of us might play it but it's always with the influence of the other you know like and sometimes very amicable sometimes more of a fighting thing and sometimes really oh, I don't want to do it or the other person I can't do it whichever part of our uh, ability that can't do it either mentally spiritually or physically but then because that gets challenged once you get to the other side it's like wow fuck we did that but the problem with that is that we need, some, we need something to send him that gives him an idea of what will be. But obviously, he's not going to just keep playing boom, gap, boom, boom, gap, boom, gap. He's not going to play. He's not going to play the same time. But he will do something similar. Yeah. But then it's silly for me to make a precise as if I am the rhythm section. But at least this has to be the right manager. Why? What has that got to do because with that's, that? Because huh? that is literally what he will follow. This is just the right manager. What is he going to do? Yeah, and with rhythm and melody go together. Look, just tell me, like I said, tell me what it is. I don't know, if, 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 if you're happy, if you're happy, do stuff. Do this stuff where like, you want it, you know, you want it. Just tell me what it is that you want to do. 
I think I like the pattern. I don't think the clapping. Maybe not. But a bit, a bit. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I think we just need to find a new sound that works. I think maybe it's just hi hat, you know, because you haven't used hi hat. That's why it's. Sort but of the hi hat there, it's a terrible sound. It just sounds so shit in there. Have we got uh, actually in there as in the as the heads? Oh yeah, it is there. Well, let me just try it. You yeah, try it, try it. Yeah. Oh fuck, right. Why are they here? He's gone out. You'll never smell your own chin, that's for sure. Unless someone well, cut your chin you off. Put a tube. Still, it would be you'd probably smell the tube. Wow, Steve. What can I say? That was uh, that was terrific. <laughs> Thank you, David. <laughs> how how did it feel for you listening back to that? Bring back any memories? And when when did you record that? Well, we recorded most of it in August uh, 2019, um, really warm August in Berlin, and I spent basically several days following those two around and just pointing a microphone at anything that they were doing. But yes, it it does. And I, I can hear the heat, actually. It's like hearing the flies and listen back to the little bit of a music festival that we went to. Yeah, it's nice. It's nice to hear it again, actually. It was it was a fun time. So how, how long did you spend with them in total making that? Oof. Um, well, that's a good question. Um, well, over sort of four days and then on location and then recorded another bit. I recorded a kind of substantial interview, uh, particularly with Heidi, because I realised when I got back that we hadn't had a proper chance to sit down and and, and have an interview. I'd done a bit of that with uh, Mauricio, but not so much with Heidi. So we did that um, remotely um, her with the microphone in her studio. 
and that was in December. And then I think in sort of January, February of uh, 2020, I spent, uh, I can't remember, a few days going through it all, listening back to it and um, just, yeah, deciding to, you know, what I'd like to try and use. It, the whole piece sounded a bit like a, a dream state, kind of like uh, snapshots, bit of an art installation, a little bit like their music itself. Was that on purpose? Did you did you mean to reflect that side of their personality? Yes, definitely. Yeah, uh, it was um, not really meant to have a structure in a sort of conventional sense. It was meant to be, I suppose, a series of scenes imagine almost sort of like in a in a film you know just sort of one of those late night films you used to get on channel four where channel four <laughs> yeah. in the sort of earlier days yeah. of channel four and you'd sort of you know it'd be two in the morning and you'd be watching it, you'd be thinking what on earth is this it's really weird but i'm going to stick with it i suppose i suppose yeah that's maybe that's kind of what i had in mind if i had anything in mind and that's how i find their music as well within each track of theirs and their tracks can be sort of quite long five six minutes but each track can be like a sort of mini album it can change you know key signature time signature to something completely different you know it usually ends up somewhere very different to to how it started and I wanted a bit of that in this documentary I think it was almost sort of like okay do this for a minute or two and then let's do something else for a minute or two and then something else for a few seconds and then cut straight to something else so so yeah that's what I wanted to do. Did you realise how experimental they were before you started this or Mm. did you learn on the job too? Um, A bit, but it was really interesting to see how they experimental they were in terms of how their creative process works. And that's something I hadn't so much witnessed before I started making this. And yeah, there is a bit of a sort of ethos of let's do this until we get bored with it or until we've started arguing with each other and then it's time to change it and do something else. And that was kind of hard work to to record at times. I wouldn't say they were always um, the easiest, um, what's the word, patients, victims, <laughs> interviewees, that's it, for, uh, for a documentary. But that actually had its real sort of strengths. I'm kind of glad they weren't because, you know, they were... I, I they weren't for being prescriptive and for sort of you know they they were going to just do what they do their kind of way and you know I I got to follow it so so they weren't acting for me or trying to do it a particular way they were just getting on with what they do and and you know that kind of thing of them sort of forgetting I was there um, yeah. did happen so that so yeah that was that was useful it was completely mad but I I did finish listening to it with a smile on my face and I really liked how it showed how close their life and relationship was to each other and how it was linked so succinctly and how close they were in pretty much all aspects of their life you know and obviously the music is at the heart of that did that surprise you? Mm, To some extent but yeah they really do spend their whole lives together you know either in the studio or at home or on tour you know they're they're pretty much always together and you know I don't know how they do it to be honest without going completely mad (laughs) but um, I, I think hopefully you get a sense and there's one or two bits in the documentary where they where they talk about that and how that is the strength of how they get their music to be where it is and where they want it to be as well they're both 
pushing each other, you know, saying, come on, you can do, you can do better. I know you're, you know, you're not letting everything out here, you know, go for it. I know you can do better or I know that's, you know, you're not quite giving your soul to this. So, yeah, I think the fact that they know each other so well and so intimately helps them to to get that across in their music. And it's really important to them, as you heard, for it to be so personal and, you know, not to sell out and not to, I think Heidi does a, a reference somewhere in, in the programme where she mentions about, you know, commercial considerations and she knows she'll say, you know, she can hear people who aren't quite doing that or they're worried about, you know, the sales or, or, or you know, and, and and of course that's true of any artist. Of course it is, myself included. And, and you know, all of us who make things, you know, are thinking, oh yeah, but, you know, it's got to sell or it's got to, you've still got to pay the bills. But they try to reassure each other about that. So, so yeah, I think that for me was really interesting to, to explore and to try and sort of capture and get across. You know, they are fascinated by sound and creativity and that's yeah for me as a documentary maker that you know sound is you know even the sort of mundane things of life are are important to to capture and to get across and to play with and I think you can hear a bit of that in this piece certainly absolutely but but I suppose living that life it's it is fascinating to hear this because you know where's the off switch I don't think there is one you know their life Mm. is their work and you can't separate the two and I suppose the way it's produced is a a very artistic way of looking at how they look at life in general. Yeah, I think so. I think their off switch perhaps isn't, it's a do something else switch. So, you know, they, they long moments in the studio, you know, and if, if it's getting a bit tense and if they're, you know, trying to play the same bass line, you know, several hundred times, it's not quite coming out right or they just can't quite get it. You know, one of them will eventually sort of say something like, right, let's go out and let's go and play table tennis or, or something like that. And and they would do that where they are in Berlin, uh, the particular bit of Berlin that they're in, you know, there's um, there's table tennis tables outside. Yes, I noticed the uh, the sound of the ping pong table in the background. Yeah, that's, that's quite... That's quite a big uh, thing for them. They got really into that, and there's quite a bit of yeah. There was a lot of ping pong <laughs> recorded in the making of this uh, documentary. But you know they'll go and do that and sort of get their frustrations out on that and get really competitive about it and try and beat each other at that. And then you know they're 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 ready to go again. You know they 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 need to you know eat. They'll get hungry. They'll eat something, and then they'll be back in the studio and and off they'll go again. So. Have the band themselves heard this documentary? They have. They said they were really into it and they loved it. Um, and they said I'd really captured them, which was, you know, the nicest thing that you can you can hear. But to be honest, I didn't. I mean, it wasn't. This is going to sound really cheesy and cliche-ish, but it wasn't hard because all you you know you just point a microphone at them and just and and I think the fact that like quite with quite a lot of documentaries that I make um there's no presenter you know I'm not narrating it I'm not telling the listener what to think or trying to guide it too much of course you do as a as a as an editor and a producer you you edit in a certain way but I think even less so with a piece like this I was literally just you know recording some scenes of their life and presenting them and so you know it's only them that's in here of course they loved it they like listening to themselves <laughs> <laughs> from that 
point of view. I was very little to do with it other than the person that was pressing record. Their album is out in May 2020, so maybe out by now, by the time people are listening to this, and they want to, you know, use this as a way of promoting their album, which is which is a lovely um, thing and a lovely compliment to, to, to me. I, I take it that way anyway. So did you know that when you were making this piece then? did you, Or did you have... Um, a kind of end point in terms of where you would like it to sit or is it just something that you were happy to do and just see where it went? Didn't really know, no. Uh, certainly not at that point. They they had, I knew they were working on their album, we didn't know when it was coming out or how it was coming out or anything like that. It was, yeah, just a case of let's make this thing and then let's see how it feels and, and let's do something with it, you know, when the time feels right. So, so, uh, so yeah, that may be that that may be to come soon but we'd like to do more with it i think one thing that we have definitely discussed and are still discussing now that we would like to sort of almost perform this documentary or improvise it so 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 in in terms of a gig that's our plan and that was even our plan from the beginning we haven't gone anywhere with it yet but we'll get there eventually i hope so that you know there'll be three of us on stage i'd be playing bits of it and then they would respond to it um somehow with you know voice and flutes and guitar and and pedals and looping pedals that sort of thing it's almost like you're a a documentary dj just a superstar (laughs) one of the world's first superstar documentary makers (laughs) well sort of that would be quite nice that'd be quite fun to do but it would be a nice sort of I, i think you know documentaries and podcasts you know anyone listen to this and and you and i david are well into obviously sticking headphones on and listen to documentaries and podcasts but they're not for everyone let's not kid ourselves not yet anyway hopefully they will be but it would be nice for them to find another audience in another way and so you know why not at a gig venue you know let's let's try and find a, a, a different sort of audience uh, to engage with them in that sort of way i know that some podcasts obviously have have live shows but i'm talking about something different actually this being part of a music gig um yeah let's bring the spoken word elements into into some of that i'd love to do that sort of thing could you tell us where to find more information first for the band and then for yourself steve of course so if you want to find out more and this piece will eventually find its way there it's it's not there yet at the time of us speaking right now david you're the fourth person ever to have heard this the only others being me and heidi and mauricio so this has definitely been an exclusive for story notes but if you want to find out more about them then go to witchmonk.com that's witch w-i-t-c-h-n M-O-N-K, witchandmonk.com. And um, myself, my own website is listentosteve.com. And um, so, yeah, find out more about us there. Thank you so much to Steve Arquette there. And thank you for listening. If you haven't already, please subscribe to Story Notes wherever you get your podcasts. And I'll see you next time.